What's really good, folks? You are listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast. Four musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time. Know what it is. It's J-Cast. What are you saying, Crody? It's Ovi Olani. You know who it is, fam. Oh, no. This is the episode we're getting into. Can't wait. Yeah, it's Andre. <laughs> it's your boy, uh, the Nocta ambassador. <laughs> Well, Jelani, I am proud of you for getting that off properly. Yeah, I, I was panicking. I had so much anxiety getting that out. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jelani's clenching his chest right now. <laughs> <It is. laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, as always. Today, we are hopping into the new Drake record certified lesbian boy. Dre, please. What do you have for us? To put it simply, this is the sixth studio album from Canadian rapper Drake. Uh, Other than that, really. uh, It's just more Drake. It's just more Drake. You couldn't have said it any better. Um, Once again, Drake has found a way to captivate the masses with a cover that is not only cringeworthy, but (laughs) meme-worthy and has made... uh, what one video at least that is the joke around town so basically we got more drake being drake um there's a little bit of aggression on this album there's a whole lot of talking about women but what else is new and uh a whole lot of a whole lot of tracks on here so let's get into it um jelani you're the resident six stan over here the resident aubrey angel yep Mm -hmm. so talk about your god for us how did how did you feel on your the six god <laughs> <laughs> the blade um you know what <laughs> what can i say about aubrey Drake Graham? Oh, no. this is not the uh, roast it's not his way <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um you know what man um i love drake a lot and i love his music a lot um i will say i understand a lot of the criticisms that he gets and he's currently getting for this album it's not even it's not my favorite drake album it's not a bad album because it's drake and he's a pop star pop rap star so like most likely anything he's gonna put out is gonna slap you know what i mean but as a whole and if you want to stack it up against his uh discography as of right now i wouldn't put it that high on my list you know what i mean um yeah i mean my first reactions was wow this is great i cannot believe that my lord and savior six god is putting out another album this is fantastic um but after listening to it a bunch of times i'm like you know what a solid effort but i i wish he wasn't so afraid to push the envelope and get a little weirder or just give us something new he has been I mean, he's always been, I think, according to a lot of people, but I'm beginning to hear it more now. He's become a little formulaic. You know the type of songs that you're going to get on this on a Drake album. You already know the type of features you're going to get on a Drake album because he usually dips to the same features. You're going to hear Thugger. You're going to hear Future. You're going to hear Ty Dolla Sign. Um, You might hear uh, whoever is the hottest Caribbean artist at that time and whoever's the hottest UK artist at that time. And that's it you know what i mean like that's what his his formula has been for the past couple of releases and um yeah in a day and age where a lot of his 
compatriots are not afraid to dip in a different bag or try to like branch out a little bit with their musicality. Um, Kendrick comes to mind. I mean, he hasn't put out an album, but if you guys listen to Baby Keem's latest project or some of the verses that he's been putting out uh, recently, Kendrick is getting in a weird bag. He's still killing it, but he's getting weird. Say it, Trey. A Range Rover. (laughs) (laughs) We're not the (laughs) one. That's Baby Keem. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he's not afraid to get a little weird with it. I mean, uh, you'll most likely hear this review uh, at the same time as this one, but Kanye is still not afraid to get weird. Everybody's not afraid to, you know, push themselves still, even though they're at the peak of their career. But Drake is like, I'm still going to give you Drake. And that's cool, but also it's not really moving forward. It's a little stagnant, and that's kind of unfortunate. Um, and it's a weird argument to have because it still sounds great, but you're like, you know, he can do better. And it's weird that he's not wanting to do better. It it feels like, um, so yeah, you know, that's how, yeah, I, I hate this album, bro. That's such a strong word. That's Dog, such a strong word. This we listen to Nas sucks. this year. What do you mean? What do you mean? This oh. album sucks. Wait, what do you Nas mean? was in 2021. We listened to that. He, Nas came out with two albums in 2021. So what do you mean, Cass? What do you mean? I what don't do like mean? it. It's so <laughs> it's so sleepy and unoriginal. And there, there is no catchiness anywhere. Except for that one moment on Fair Trade where he says like the like the there's a chorus and it appears twice. Like there's no other catchiness in this record. And I think that um Drake is very like this it's a just a very formulaic pop record. So this just comes out of Drake's like this is how I make a popular song that people are going to love from me. Have all my singing shit. Keep it simple. Have my, you know, um, free form freestyle verses talking about kind of like a diary entry of like my life and what's going on in my head and all the people that have wronged me. Um, well, like, I don't want to say that that's, these are reasons why like the album doesn't isn't good or anything like that but it it didn't work when he started either like this wasn't something that like was new and exciting for drake when he drops thank me later like when he started putting out records and like you know he he put together like take care and then there is um if you're reading this it's too late and um even nothing was the same. These were records where, like, he invented himself as, like, an artist that did something that no one else did. Now, we have Certified Lover Boy, Very representative of everything that's... Everybody that's out there right now. Like, this song with Lil Durk is a Lil Durk song. Like, he sounds just like Lil Durk on the song he sounds like everyone <laughs> like it he doesn't carry his own weight as as an artist as uh someone who's like pushing the boundary like you said jay like he's not trying to do anything different which is fine like 
Dark Lane demo tapes is a a uh, um an an example of him not trying to push the boundaries, but doing something that's fun fun and freeform, and not holding to the general box that he has to check to make it an album that's very popular for him because i mean at this point drake can literally sell a blank disc just like he said he would 10 years ago but like this record doesn't strike me as anything new and exciting this record doesn't strike me as anything original um his delivery is quiet and sleepy um love all is literally a waste of a song and you literally have jay-z holding the song like fucking atlas holding the world on his shoulders and like drake does nothing with the song and sings three notes i i'm sorry like i know this is i know this is aggressive from the start but i'm tired and it's late (laughs) and i just want to i can't i can't get like i can't not just let it be known that like this record is a flop for me. Such yeah, harsh me, language coming from you over there. For That's me, so this crazy. album <laughs> kind <laughs> of how do I describe it? It's when prior to this album releasing, I had a conversation with one of my friends, and I said like when this album at the time would come out that it would determine like where he stands for me. And this just solidifies like what I thought of him already is that he just no longer is looking to push the boundary. That's not what he wants to do. He wants to continue to gain, you know, monetary success and be a relevant name. And that's okay. What bothers me is not so much the body of work anymore. It's just where people rank him, where people have his status at. Because when you come out with something like this, and then I hear in my ear, he's the goat, he's the goat. It's just such a disconnect. And it's almost, it's now starting to get to that level of like J. Cole fans where they're like, go, go, go. They're just screaming in your face. And it's like the body of work doesn't match what you're saying to me. Like when I listen to this, it's just more Drake. And I know that there is a bottom line that it'll never go past for me personally, because I think he knows how to craft good songs and whether or not I'm going to listen to all of them, you know, something like a way too sexy. If I, when I first listened to it, I was like, I cannot believe we've come full circle where this song is being sampled and is going to be a banger. And then I listened to it again. I was walking around like one day in the sun and I'm like, man, I can't believe that when I hear this in a club, I'm going to lose my shit. And I'm sitting there like he man. did it again where that's, and that's fine because I know now that he's not trying to be anything more than that. Like the songs that are going to play in the clubs, they're going to go off in the clubs. You know, he pulls the right features. He does a good job of, you know, finding, you know, the artists that could use a boost. And I, I got to give him credit for that. Right. You know, whether or not I'll say that, you know, he, he'll he's like a, a leech or he'll, he'll latch on to like the new sound. He does give, you know, lesser artists sometimes that platform and they blow up from that. So I give him that. But then also like you guys are saying, it, it comes back to being formulaic where, yeah, you, it won't be a bottom line that it won't go past. But at the same time, we've heard it all before. There's nothing on this album that is better to me than anything he's done prior. Like, you know, let's say you, you only live twice. To me, this is like the Lord knows 
mm-hmm. of this album. Like, I'm going to fill this box because I want this kind of song that has this kind of feeling. But yeah. I think you already did that better back when Take Care dropped. 7 a.m. on a brittle path. Great song, but I think you did it better with 6 p.m. in New York and 9 a.m. in Dallas. And, you know, you're just retreading. It's almost like a, a worse version of your greatest hits. And again, that's fine, but that's all it is. Just fine. It's not terrible to me, and it's also not going to be something that's going to stick out to me within another six months, probably. All right, ratings. No, honestly, I've been wanting to say stuff the whole entire time, but I was like, Andre has not said a thing since the <laughs> intro, so I'm like, let me just shut the hell up. But um. I think a lot of what you guys have said are are accurate and and, and fair and relevant. Um, I think overall, I don't mind this album. There, it, you know, it's got some some jams on it that you hear outside and you're like, "Yup, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." And then you got some stuff in the head. Oh my bad, you got some stuff in the headphones and you're like, "Yup, mm-hmm, mm-hmm." Um, but uh, yeah, I think this album. Also, uh, lacks focus in a real genuine way. And for the title to be something, I don't even know what the title is supposed to be about. Like what I, I think, I it, think it was a, a weird sneaky thing. I think he just wanted to name it something like that and then like have it be a completely different vibe, which is like strange, but like, also a very Drake thing to do. You know what I mean? Like even with the album cover, like he he uploaded the uh the alternate covers like on his Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so he knew what he was doing. He knew he could have had a way cooler album cover that fit the vibe of the title, whatever that original concept was gonna be. And he was like, now nah, we're gonna go with this. But also he also had the foresight that this shit was gonna bang because every single brand in the world uh did their own parody of it. You know what I mean? So like But you know. yeah, like the cover's one thing, but like I think I'm past the point of of perceiving Drake to be like a sex symbol or icon or thing, you know? So like him being a certified lover boy is just funny. And I guess this works to his advantage and disadvantage because he's got a kid now. And he mentions the kid in past and like a, a couple times on this album now, a lot of times on this album now. But to the point where he can be like, yeah, I'm sexy and I love my kid more than you. Ha, 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 ha. And I think ultimately, like, that's what the album boils down to, along with, like, all the subs that he's shooting at people and whatnot. But, um, yeah, it's one of those titles where I'm like, what does this mean? You know? Um, and then I guess I answer myself by saying, like, oh, it's Drake. And that just makes sense. But to be actually be critical of the album now, um, um, I think the album has too many, too many songs. And and by too many songs, I mean too many songs within songs. So, you know, something like TSU. TSU starts off great and then just like shifts. And I'm like, damn it. And it happens so many. And by the time that happens in TSU, I'm like, oh, just give me like a full song. Don't switch it up. Don't do no two-parter because like you've got a lot of great ideas here. Now, honestly, like I love 40's production. I love 40 and Drake as a combo. So like when they hone in and like do the thing that they're good at and i think facts you were talking about this in our other chat like you know like they have a very specific sound about them when they get together and i like that so i don't mind when they do that but for them to like it's almost like they're like 
pushing outside of it, embracing some of like the southern hip hop roots because it seems like this album just like got dipped in a little bit of lean too and came back out. And I'm like, what's happening here? Like I like it, but I don't like it because I want the songs that I you you like you like set me up with. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing that plagues this album overall is that like there are songs on here, and then there are the other songs that get away of those from being really great, and that's on the same track. Yeah, that's how I felt with Into Deep and TSU. Yeah, yeah, Into mm-hmm. Deep is just like <sighs> pick yeah, a song. About All no this could be in for. The I really love No Friends in the Industry. I'm just like, it's just like, that to me, that's the worst Drake when he's just like, I have no friends. I'm like, dude, everybody loves you. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah. possibly mean that. Paranoid like, Drake is clamoring to be on a track with you. You're, you're Paran- just lying out your ass right now. You Paranoid know, Drake that's is also so another weird. sad Drake is my favorite Drake. Yes. Yeah. When he just complains about things. And I'm like, I know you're lying because like you have so much money. You could just do whatever. But him being sad is just the best. Race. Well, nah, OK, I actually, no, I actually prefer like angry Drake. I like angry Drake. I yeah. like when he like like that's why I loved. Um, if you're reading this. Yeah. If you're reading this, that's my favorite. Really Bam. gold yeah. because that's, that's the right balance. It was. Me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was angry. And it, it was also like. It came at a time where like he wasn't as big, so he still sound sounded hungry. Like this now is just very whitewashed. And I just um you know, I remember like Dre, you had mentioned like you like 40s production coupled with Drake. Um I I like that as well. However, like 40s production and like I guess this is the part where, like, I have to speak from a producer's um, standpoint. Like, 40s production does, doesn't do anything for me. Like, he, he has done the same thing for so long. That's really fair. He takes, that's 100% like, a sample, fair. like, an R&B sample. Like, I think that's... Reverser, yeah. reverses it, and then puts it underwater, which is fine. Like, it, it works. <laughs> and, you know, he's sticking to the formula. and it has made him a million dollars. And <laughs> honestly, if, yeah, well, you know, so, uh, yeah. You know, honestly, if I was in his position, I'd be doing the same thing too. But, like, I think that's I the thing about Drake in general too. What? That like like if the if the it's not broke don't fix it you know what yeah, I mean yeah that's like, that's Drake as an artist which it, which is so I mean you definitely finish your point okay but it's just yeah the the thing is is that I get that and I actually was thinking about that too like oh is that a bad thing well when I think of artists like I don't know like Freddie Gibbs who like he he can sit with pretty much any producer take their sound and make it hot like what he's doing is pretty much the same amongst all of his music like you still spit in that druggy rap but like you know the cadences are different and like everything is there there are still like different elements to it that make it unique even though he's sticking to the formula right rap really good stay in a very unique pocket and just Spit that drug shit. Drake like doesn't have any other tricks up up his sleeve that makes the con like the consistency of his sound be any more like exciting to listen to before it just gets old 
And at this point, like, it just feels like it's old. It has been something that he that he championed when no one else was doing. And he sounded like the weekend before the weekend even existed. And he sounded like a lot of people before they even existed. And at that time it was cool. Like, like I said before, like now he's at a point where he's like taking that same old Drake style and formula, trying to apply it to today's landscape. And it's not translating. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing to it that like, makes it sound like it deserves to like continue like this is going to sound harsh but like there's nothing to it that's gonna that allows it to i'm not sure if i'm finding the right words but it just doesn't translate correctly today for me yeah i mean maybe it's maybe it's just like an old story you know people are tired of the drake story at this point because it seems like like the paranoia the lover boy thing and then, like, I guess the most exciting thing that happened to Drake the past couple of years, I guess, is this kid, this kid controversy. And um, yeah, his kid I'm, and the Pusha and Kanye beef, right? I like that whole beef, but it's related to the kid. So, like, I like I don't, I'm game that. Uh, I'm glad that he. Uh, I'm glad that he refers, like, he addresses the kid on this this album too, because it does give it some sort of modern feel to it. Because again, the narrative's kind of old otherwise. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing, um, thematically that holds this album together, or at least like makes this album exciting. So then it does kind of default to like a collection of Drake songs that we've heard before. So, yeah, uh, I think the best critique I heard on this album, uh, was from Rory from the Rory and Mel podcast. And he said, it sounds like, uh, Drake making a parody album of Drake, or if Tory Lanez <laughs> wanted to make a Drake album, this is what it sounds like. Yeah, Tory was like taking Drake's flow for like a long time. Yeah. Um. Also, anybody listening, I don't want people to think that I'm not defending Drake or this album hard enough because I did enjoy this album a lot, and a lot of the shit that Cass is saying particularly sounds crazy to me. Uh, but that's crazy you know. that you have to say that because do people really expect you to like fervently <laughs> foam at the, the mouth? Sh- the the no, no. And I honestly hit you up honestly, like, yo, man, I don't know. You ain't defend Aubrey. No, no, no. And also I try not to because I know how th- that sounds and I hate like dick writing so hard for fucking certain artists. You just called this man your lord and savior. Yeah, I, yeah, because I'm being Less fucking... Less than an hour ago. I'm a little jokey joke. But like, yeah, I mean, it's just so crazy because like when it comes to Drake, we have all these criticisms, but at the same time, like, at least to me, the shit always hits. And the stats also reflect that too. So like, I mean, like Cass saying that it doesn't like translate is interesting to hear because I understand what he's saying and where he's coming from. And and I get that critique. And then it just also doesn't reflect because he's still the most popular artist in the universe. So it's so weird that like, I don't know. Like I wish he was more carefree. Yeah. yeah, But I think I, I wish he was more carefree, like how he is when he does like his little random EPs, you know what I mean? Because like, I mean, maybe that's his formula. You know what I mean? He'll drop I think like that's a dark the formula now. Yeah. I like think he'll... it's like he's at the point I felt like after views and definitely after Scorpion that I had to sit there and because, you know, I, you know, I was just as much of a diehard stand when he first came out I was sitting there. I'm like, this man might touch Michael Jackson. I can't believe it. But after a while, it just came clear to me that like 
I just got so upset at him. I'm like, yo, like you just keep making the things that I don't like. And it's like, because I'm looking for something that you clearly aren't going to do. And so if I classify him more as a pop artist, I can enjoy his music a lot more because that's how it's being presented to me. Like you're saying, yeah, like a pop yeah, artist doesn't that can work rap for, really well. Exactly. <laughs> like it doesn't work for you, Cass, because you're, you're going to look for a little bit more depth and you're going to try to pick apart and, you know, focus on, uh, you know, all right, you're saying you're a rapper, you're making claims for the GOAT. Let's see that expression. Let's see that drive and push to, you know, want to push yourself lyrically. But if you view him as a pop artist, then these albums make a lot of sense in saying, I don't want to stray too far from what makes me successful. And so I think now he balances that by saying, all right, the big numbers and the big albums are going to be what keep me in rotation is going to be, you know, why I do the tours based off of and the EPs might be I'm going to try to be a little bit more experimental so that he doesn't alienate anybody. And I think yeah, that's his strength, but also his weakness, because it's like you should think now you have so much success that if you wanted to try something, people would eat it up regardless. But it's like, yeah, he's still playing it safe. But it's like you're almost 40 and you're you're been doing the same things, you know? Yeah. And it's it's and it's crazy because like he it's like the snake eating its head or it's his tail or whatever that that thing is, because like he pretty much created the sound that everybody under him has taken and is using and it's like I said, he's like parroting himself. You know what I mean? Like, cause like to him to go back to a sound or like, it's just, it's him sampling himself pretty much. Like that's basically what I'm trying to say. Um, exactly. You know, and it's, and it's unfortunate that it has, it, it's come to this where he's just so big for his own britches that he can't really stray as much as he wants to. But like Fax said, like it's the thing that makes him the most money. And if we are looking for more experimental Drake, then we gotta wait for a scary hours or for another Darkling demo or whatever. You know what I mean? And I'm and I think I'm fine with that because I know he's gonna ultimately he's always going to make a a song on a record that's gonna appeal to the fans that that uh that became a fan of him in different stages of his life. And I think that's what I admire the most about Drake because no matter what. If you want a really rapidy rap song, you know you're going to get like a something from his clock freestyles or like a Lord Knows freestyle or whatever. Or from his intros. If you want some love song shit, you're going to get some love song shit. If you want some pop song shit, you're going to get some pop song shit. Trap, all of it. Like, he's going to always make those songs that made you a fan in the first place. And, and, and that's good because there's a lot of artists that don't do that anymore. And they're very vehemently like... I'm not going to make the music that I'm that I made when you when you first got into me and I'm sorry just deal with it. You know what I mean? But at least Drake is like trying. Like I I think he's just trying to please too many people and he's going to lose people along the way and that's just it. You know what I mean? Like he's really he's like one of those artists that really is just trying to uh, uh, like his audience is so broad and now it spans so many genres that he just he has to make an album like this cuz it just wouldn't makes sense but also he's a big enough artist that if he did it should still slap in theory but like there's probably just something in him that's just like nah i can't do that and that's like kind of whack because i would love to see him push himself you further that, yeah well that's a real shame because like you it's a shame that you the thing that's holding you back is your pop popularity or like the thing that holds you back is what you strive for 
yeah, exactly. Like what you've been working towards your whole entire life, but, especially like coming from, you know, like having a being a Canadian artist crossing over to America and from Toronto and, and creating a whole new sound and opening doors for so many other artists. Like it's a lot. You know what I mean? I get like, it. Listen, I get it. I yeah. I understand. And like but why can Jay-Z be like 57 years old and still make a weird experimental album like 444, but Drake can't? Yeah, well, that's, okay. So you know that's I mean? and that's a stark comparison too. Like I think um I think when it comes down to it, like Drake chooses to exist the way that he chooses to exist and it's for the people that enjoy it for what it is like i just know for me like i haven't heard a good drake project in a while and like i just come to terms with the simple fact that like i'm not i'm probably not gonna get it um although like you know i'm not to say that like i hate the guy or anything like i think what's so different what makes like jay-z different what makes a lot of other big 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 artists different is that like their entertainment their um definition of entertainment is separate from their life or it's separate from the drama or anything that like comes that comes into their image drake takes pride or he yearns to have his image be as real and as transparent as it possibly can be. So like all of that is his music and his life and his image bundled into one. So you can't help but see all of it as so all encompassing and then naturally just get a little bit more frustrated that like he is, I don't know, just not the, not the person that you like once new or like he's not the he's not going to provide the spark that you once experienced with him at the time that you experienced that like dre and i saw um like if you're reading this drake in concert live and that was a cerebral experience for me um that was i was also like much younger this was also at a time where all like the the landscape of hip hop was very much different um and like yeah this these were all things that like made a difference in how we experience like the people that we idolize that we immortalize like drake so when he drops something like this and it's like all all of it is just like petty bars about um Pusha T and Kanye and whoever else he's beefing with now and how like people have wronged him. It's like though that it to me it's it's a very old story because like it is just a person that is just remaining enclosed in his own world of narcissism and and mass toxic masculinity. Like it's to me it it's hard to look at and it's hard to digest. And I think that's why I have like an issue with his music. If you take all of that out, it's vibes. Like it's a, it's an album that you put on 
in the background if you're entertaining people you don't really care about but like to sit down and listen to it in headphones like it's got those gems cool um like no friends in the industry love angry drake i love the remorse because it's long form drake champagne poetry was like is like good for like the first half of the song that kind of loses me um same thing for tsu and and um also like i don't really get yet this heartbreak even though it's a great song <laughs> i don't get why it's on here but yeah uh, there's always that one drake song like great feature i don't know why it's there but yeah oh no i mean he's, he always has some random like you can even yeah. go back to like bria's interlude with that's Omarion. what i'm saying there's like, always the interlude oh, yeah. that's like yeah he, there's always an r&b artist that's gonna have a that's random song. interlude on there so man let me tell you the first time i listened to the album i like i like I lost my shit on Yeba's uh, interlude. Too. I I I played that so many times. This yeah, one. no, it's great. Um, ratings, we ratings? yeah. I was gonna say yeah, scores, 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 ratings, reviews. Should I start? Yeah. Okay. So um, <laughs> let's hear it. I'm gonna okay. give this an eight out of ten because uh, I have listened to this album almost every day since the release. So I can't say I did not enjoy it, but I won't give it like a super high score, like a 10 out of 10. I, I was also debating. Yeah. And I was, I, and I was on, honestly really debating giving it like a 7.5 because it's, it's not my favorite Drake album. And I do understand people's criticisms, but like I've been enjoying it very heavily since it came out. So I can't like take that factor out of it. Plus I had the, uh, I, I had the privilege of hearing a good amount of these songs in the club. Same thing with Donna. And them shit sound fucking fantastic. Way Too Sexy sounds great when you're off some tequila and the music is blasting and you're with your homies and you're super spreading. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm fascinated. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, that's why I wanted to say facts when you were bringing it up. I don't I, know when, why I just... Envisioned you, Jelani, just like with a cup in your hand, just singing "I'm Too Sexy" for my shirt. I don't know why. Just because yeah, most because that's because ha- it's happened. It's happened. Um, <laughs> also, I remember all you niggas that said "Way Too Sexy" was the worst song on that album, and now it's everybody's favorite song. Shut the fuck up. It's you know why it is because it's a joke, Jelani. It's not I the greatest every- song. And Drake knows that. When you realize it's a slaps. joke, I'm okay with it. Yeah, and I think that's the point. The And he I'm knows like, it's cool. a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> watch the video. He but knows if you take joke. it seriously, like I did when I first listened to it, I was like, I'm about to just, I'm about to go off. If, if, no if the video way didn't drop, took that seriously. If the video didn't no, drop, bro. Since uh, when I heard this sample, I laughed out loud because <laughs> I knew what he was doing. There's no way people took that shit so seriously uh, in the beginning. Yeah, I yeah. think the the parody point is really the the kicker here like the whole the whole album is a parody like you only live twice like kid cuddy's on here it's yeah it's a parody i did love kid cuddy's verse on there oh feature really oh my goodness yes oh and also knowing the beef between cuddy and drake like i was happy to hear them on a song you know i agree with you jelani but i also agree that it was not nearly like the collaboration i was I don't know. Expect I don't know what I expected. Honestly, with I was gonna say but... you wanted to hear uh, uh, Cuddy rap next to Drake because I definitely don't. And I no, love of course no, not. Of course but not. But, but his um, performance was so underwhelming. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. It's it's literally in the middle of the road for me. Like I said, not 
the greatest thing ever, also not the worst, just reaches that baseline of saying these are acceptable Drake songs. I guess this is what I'm going to have to live with. So literally a five. Oh, but um, ratings, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, 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 look. I'm probably I've I when I listen to Donda when I listen to CLB they came out around the same time same amount of hype blah 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 right I don't want to listen to Donda and I'm more inclined to listen to CLB I think I think CLB more so has that um that Jelani experience where you're like chilling with your peoples and it comes on you're like hey, hey, hey. um but again this album kind of shoots itself in the foot having so many of these beat swaps um and then i think having a lot of songs that don't necessarily serve any point a lot of them are slog to get through um so i think again like like most albums that i have a criticism about you whittle away some of the fat um taking drake for who he is at this point in his life kind of not taking it as seriously as i would on, on you know on the come up um I got to say I probably just give this this album like uh a 7 cuz I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna play it back. And when you when you only live twice came on, I was like, "Damn, this is like the Lord knows moment that I've been waiting for for Drake for so long and I got it. <laughs> I kind of got it. So I'm happy." But yeah, a lot of these tracks can can't even be filler. I'm almost teetering on between like a 6 and a 7, but I feel like 6 cuz I probably will listen to this again. When like Girls Want Girls came on, I was like, "Hey, Sensuous lesbian girl. <laughs> oh my god! This is the this is. That was the quarter note. Thanks for tuning in. As always, follow us at the underscore quarter note on Instagram. Tell us what you think, please, please, please. Tell us what you think. I'm Jay Cass. I'm Jelani Carter. Andre. I'm Faxberger. Fucking waste you.